Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. One, two, three. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me as always is my lovely co-host, Low Latency Lou. Oh, okay. I like that. HDX, let's go. Low Latency Lou. And uh, today we have a special guest, the wonderful, extraordinary mixer, Jeff Jackson. Yo, yo. That was like no nickname. Like, uh, all right, all right. Um, hold on, I got this. J J, because uh, it's a J J. It's a Jeff Jackson. We got to do alliteration here. Um, uh, LL Cool Jeff Jackson. Nope. Best one, <laughs> best one I'm gonna use for a mix tag. Mm. Mm. Maybe maybe throughout the podcast. Because I'm like Jumbo <laughs> Junior. These don't work. No, no, What's no. a J? Hold on. Hold on. Not Japanese, Jeff Jackson. Not, not <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> not Jeff. <laughs> anyway, <I'm, yeah. laughs> we're so glad to have you on the show, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Of Damn, course, of course. One, Jays. Whoever's got Jays, put them in the comments, messages, or whatever. Throw it on Discord. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I might use one. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but today's a very good episode. We're excited to have Jeff on the show. Um, Jeff has been mixing for a long time and has some cool credits under his belt. Um, is extraordinary mixer. He actually, at one point, we were in the same studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to get up right on that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I was right next door. Studio B, right? Yeah, in Studio yeah. B. Yeah. And uh, then you had a studio in between. Now you're at a new spot, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Yep, over at Lemon Tree in Highland right. Park. In Highland oh, Park. shit. You're down the road. I live in Eagle Rock. For real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I live on Townsend in Colorado. Oh, see, I don't know the area well yet. You know that giant hill in New York that kind of divides the two towns? No. It's kind of weird. Whatever. Okay. I like how Louis I like how Lou is doxing himself right now. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Wait, what's your address again? Yeah, what's <laughs> your social security number and your credit yeah, card number? Uh, last four digits of my social No, one, don't, two, three, don't four. stop. <laughs> what what places do you frequent over there? We can tell. Yeah, uh, what's at, your at what you time? What, what time do you leave your house? Cow on a Saturday. Okay. Cacao okay. Mexican restaurant on a Saturday. Mm. Mm. Yeah, get their get their uh damn, what is it called? Uh their uh house ceviche. Yeah. Okay. That, that stuff's good. I love ceviche. ceviche. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you like it spicy, mm. I don't like spicy. Oh, they they got it sour and spicy. I like sweet. Mm. Mm. At that point, <laughs> you need to go. Okay, same thing. Well, I like park. I mean ceviche is you know sour, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I tend to like margarita sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then you gotta go to Highland Park, you gotta go to uh uh 
Damn, I'm forgetting it, but it's right next to the McDonald's on Figueroa. Okay. There's a ceviche truck. Okay. And All right. it's been there for like 20 years, and everybody keeps going to it because it's delicious. Okay. We need yeah. to go there. That's yes. good. Raw that's fish, good. as long as it's not tilapia, which is tilapia, mm-hmm. being Asian, that's like, mm-hmm. this is like sewer fish. You don't eat tilapia. Sewer fish. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much tilapia I've had in my life, because I bet you anything, no, I I've, have had it. <laughs> we've, we've definitely had a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, I've but, definitely had tilapia. For sure, but uh, on that note, um, we're going to go right into the show and talk about uh, mixing, obviously. Um, you want to give a little bit of brief background about uh, your clientele, your history, how you got started, and kind of your journey up until the present moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I started freelancing in Chicago around uh, 2010. What triggered that? Like, let's start before, like, what got you into music? Well, I, I was an artist myself, so I worked on just like I was a rapper, producer. Did music run in the family? Was it just not at like... all? I was the only one making music. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's par for course. Yeah. Um, and then that just uh, led into uh, around the time like it's time to graduate high school and you know figure out what you're gonna do with your life. Uh, it turned into going to school for engineering. So did that. Moved to Chicago. Where'd you go? Uh, I didn't move to Chicago. I moved back to Chicago. Where'd you Uh, go for uh, the engineering school? Well, I went to uh, uh, SIU in Carbondale, Illinois. Uh, And then I went back home for an internship at Classic Studios. And then I just stayed and transferred schools to Columbia College in Chicago. So, yeah, dropped out. After like a year and a half. Don't worry, DK and I technically didn't finish school either. We call that the Berkeley exit. Oh, okay. Wait, you guys did Berkeley? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. The the Berkeley exit is what we call when you get so many gigs that Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense to keep going to school. (laughs) Yeah, no, it didn't make sense anymore. Like, I was like the first intern there, so uh, got a chance to like just learn super hands-on with uh, Chris Classic. Uh, Shout out to Classic. And... Uh, yeah, that just transitioned into freelance. Uh, just did it all day. Were you tracking at the time? Everything? Tracking all day and all night. At those times, like, tracking sessions turned into mixing sessions, too. So, like, you were expected to knock out a whole album, like, in, like, a 12-hour session. So, yeah, yeah that was that was some good training. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. I think yeah. that's great, yeah. yeah. I used to do that a lot, too, in the early days where they'd book time and it was tracking and mixing at the same time. Yep, whatever you want to do within your your time, you know, I advertised it. Like, yo, I think at the time I was 20, I started at 25. No, I started off at uh, just like free sessions. So free, like two-hour sessions. If you like me, you come back and you book me for 25 an hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, did that and then eventually... I think I was like 35 an hour at the time. And then uh, around 2013, I moved out here and um, yeah, just started my my mixing journey. So, yeah. Cool. You want to talk about some of the credits that you've worked with at all? I don't like to talk about credits, but I know it's necessary. Um, We don't have to. Don't worry. But uh, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I, I just think engineers don't like to talk about themselves, which is why, like... <laughs> we tend to like to be in the room. Yeah. The dark, We're the support characters. Yeah. Yeah. So, naturally, it's just, like, we default to, like, okay, I don't want to talk about myself, but 
it's important because that's how you get work, new work coming in. So, yeah, uh, yeah I uh, was the uh, mix assistant um, on, like, Life of Pablo, uh, Rihanna, uh, Auntie, um, John John Mayer, uh, mm-hmm. John Legend, uh, worked under Manny, like, on all those projects, Manny Mariclin. So... Uh, did that for about three years and then transitioned into like freelance mixing gigs. So, yeah. That's yeah. great. And how long have you been independently freelancing mixing, specifically mixing in LA now? Um, Jesus. Well, as an assistant, I still mixed. So, like, I used to uh, work as a freelance mixer like in the mornings and then go in for my mix assistant gig at night, like 7 p.m. until like, who knows, like 6 a.m. And then catch some sleep and then do the whole thing over, you know. So, uh, during that time, I was uh, mixing for uh, like Brent Fias. Um, that was like 2015. Um, and then when I went, uh, freelance in 2017, um, working with acts like Ro James, I do a lot of R&B, you know, a lot of R&B. I can't sing, um, but I do a lot of R&B. Uh, who else? Who else are some people that I've worked with? Uh, that's a that's a long nice list of names already. Is it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, right know. now, aren't you? Uh, who's your? Ma- do you want to talk about your management right now? Like who you're working with? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm signed under uh, Quincy Jones. It's um, a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You know, Quincy. I mean, we all love Quincy Jones. I yeah. mean, Michael Jackson is like my favorite <laughs> artist of all time. So yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that's dope. Yeah, well, congratulations to you and all your success, and hope there's you. a lot more in the future. Thank you, appreciate so, that. So I think this episode is going to be really good because obviously there's a lot of good information that we can try to take from Jeff. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's start off with how do you start mixes? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I tend to start mixes uh, that sound like the reference that the client has been living with. Um, if it does not sound like the reference, like maybe it's a bad export or maybe I have an older session. Um, I don't start the mix until like I have that session because it's all psychological, you know, like um, I don't want to change the mix drastically to the point where the client don't recognize it. uh, But I want to change it drastically to the point that they love it. I'm joking there, not drastically, but uh, I like to do broad strokes. That's how I look at it, is just doing broad uh, mixing strokes, like um, overall adjustments rather than micro uh, Work adjustments. Work more on the bus than versus the individual track. Yeah, yeah. If 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 things are, like, if all the vocals or lead vocals are going to, like, an all-lead uh, bus, I tend to turn that up than I do the individual tracks, you know, because then you get into uh, adjusting how hard, you know, the track, individual track is going into like the compressor that might be on the lead vote uh lead vocal bus so then that's going to sound different you know so uh, i always try to adjust before uh, i'm sorry after the processing so that i'm not adjusting how it's hitting the other processing going into it if that makes sense yeah yeah so um but then if if that's like something that isn't working then i'll go in and adjust how things are going into the lead bus but honestly i like that because uh i guess i've described it in the past as like top-down mixing yeah um i tend to start on the master bus first Mm -hmm. because a lot of times 
especially nowadays, mm-hmm. there's so much learning resources available to our clients that they can get a pretty good sound already from home. Yeah. A lot of times they're really calling us to, to really bring it home, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not that far off sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, yo, like, it already sounds good. Like, hold on, let me listen to it a couple more times. I'm sure I can figure out what else to do. Mm-hmm. But I'll start from the top and move my way down. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. Sometimes, like, you just might be hitting the, the limiter too hard. Yeah. And clients may not realize that, like, maybe... Like it doesn't hit as hard. It's like, well, right. back it off a little. Back it off. You know, just start by bypassing what's on the stereo bus. And then if that doesn't work, mm-hmm. uh, then, okay, yeah, work yourself down. I like that. Yeah. So um, this kind of goes into the topic there. I feel like there's a couple different types of mixers, Mm -hmm. and both are very, very necessary and very important. And this goes a lot into, like, taste. We hear a lot of people, like, they hire the mixer by what they sound like, their taste, their vibe, right? And I think the first type is, like what you said, not a lot of, like, heavy lifting, not producing, Mm -hmm. just straight up technical mixing cleaning up the intended work Mm -hmm. and then there's those for example jason joshua is famous for doing this which is like the producing mixer Mm -hmm. where they're doing a lot um and the clients want that they want it to seem like totally defiantly better yeah exactly And, and it's funny because in some senses the more that you charge or the more that you pay for a mix engineer sometimes you're paying for the skill that they have to know when not to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think that's really incredible. So, like for you, how have you kind of seen? How have you been able to develop your ear for knowing when not to do something? Yeah, I think first it starts off with perhaps a conversation with a client. Um, I find that with independent artists, they look for more creativity, right? Because uh, one like label gigs it's like okay we hire you because we got it to a point that we like it to the point where we want to pay your fee uh just take it home for us but with independent artists they may not uh be working directly with that producer who or engineer or tracking engineer who can lay out those ideas before it gets to me so um you know when when i have a mix i you know, if, if it's a new client, like it's important to have a conversation before mm-hmm. and not just uh, guess what they want. It's like, OK, I, I, I even remember just listening to Pensado's place, like have a creative conversation before you start the mix. So uh, I find that to be handy. So uh, if you work with a client who you know well, they know what they're going to get when they come to you. Uh, then, yeah, for sure. Like. I like to send two versions if I add like maybe some like drops or anything like creative that, you know, tends to be like, nah, you know, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. Send them the regular mix and then send them a mix with like my the creative, creative stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you deal with, let's say, new independent artists where you can call them up, potentially have a conversation with them versus like new label artist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i assume that kind of the freedom where where is there more freedom where's their higher expectations like what's kind of your beginning phases new clients new clients kind of getting to know them that conversation who does that kind of go with and how does that start with independent versus label yeah i'm uh, independent it, it starts with the artist directly so Absolutely. um just calling them facetiming them um 
I tend to do a lot more interaction with independent clients, uh, like FaceTime, audio movers, uh, like virtual, like mixing style sessions, uh, which which has been different. And I think, which, which by the way, I don't mean to pause pause right there for a second. Audio mm-hmm. movers is a software. <laughs> That you can send them direct mm-hmm. the audio directly from the DAW to a link, so that way mm-hmm. they can listen to it. So it's it's one way that mixers can do mixing sessions remotely. Mm-hmm. So you can show them the screen via Zoom and send them the audio via audio movers. Exactly. So I just want to preface that real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Check that out. Check that out. I wish I had like a promo code. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have a promo code for them. <laughs> wink, wink. If you're listening. Audio movers. Yeah. <laughs> hook it up. Hook it up. Sorry, uh, go ahead and continue. Yeah. But no, I, I've used audio movers a lot, like over the pandemic. Um, you know, you have the clients who will want to come in and do notes in person. Um, that tends to work. Uh, but then if it's a new client who never been in your room, they're hearing your room like just way differently from how you hear your room. And then they'll go back home and just like, oh, dang. That's not what I wanted. Uh, so I find that it's easy to uh, send a link and have them listen in to, like, the mix and the environment that they know and uh, bring headphones maybe that you know, and we can work on these changes together. Um, but, yeah, with independent artists, it's, you know, it's, cl- like, clear, you know, communication with the artist and maybe the producer, too. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, and uh, with labels... Uh, at first, you're you're uh, dealing directly, and it depends on who brings you in on the project. If it's the A and R who brings you in, then that's your communication is with the A and R. If it's mm-hmm. uh, maybe the producer who brought you in on a gig, then you know you're you're communicating with the producer, and the producer is maybe communicating with the artist and the A and R. So it all depends who's the point on like the uh, who brought you in on the gig. I found that to be the case almost every single time. It's very mm-hmm. rare when it's not. Mm-hmm. Just because of that same notion where it's like they're kind of in control of the project. If they've been able to call you in, mm-hmm. they're a decision maker. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? The people we're trying to talk to at the end of the day is the decision maker, mm-hmm. not the people who have to move it up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, so kind of going back to how you set up your mix session. So you usually like to do more top-down mixing, more broad strokes, more minimal, um, but more exact, I would assume as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some very Jeff type mm-hmm. mix moves? Jeff. Um, starting with the drums first and um, those I'll, I'll adjust individually. Like, usually I don't have like a drum bus. If I do, then I'll turn that up, but uh, you always just kind of want to have smacking drums at first, right? And then... Do you like loud drums in general? It depends on what the song calls for. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's important to determine. Like, uh, when I first started off, it was like, yeah, I want to get the drums hidden hard as possible. And then it was just like, you forget about um, things like the the music. You forget about things like the vocals. Uh, you're you're so focused on the kick, you forget about things like the hi hat and like things that's keeping the rhythm going. Um, but yeah, you know, you always just wanna wanna make sure the drums fit whatever the song calls for, right? So if it's rap, then more than likely, you know, you have to you know make a decision early on if it's the kick or the eight oh eight that takes more just like presence in the mix. 
you know, you have the new style hip hop where like the 808 just kind of like lags behind a little. Um, so then it's like the 808 is the focus. So it's not like I want the most hard hitting kick. It's just like, no, I gotta, you know, keep a balance. Um, but yeah, you, you just find yourself not getting so like, or I find myself not getting so like wrapped up in the drums uh, to where I focus on other things and then I'll come back. Always like dial in the drums, music, uh, bass, music, uh, and then I'll bring in the vocal, maybe the lead, and then I'll keep working on the music after I like I see where the lead goes, and then okay, mute the lead, and then I'll keep working on like the 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 drums, mm-hmm. get that to a point, bring in the the lead, and then I'll mute the drums. I learned this from uh, uh, John Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mute the drums, mix the vocals to the music bed. Right. So like if it's a piano, just mix the vocal to the piano. OK. And then, OK, bring the drums in, see whatever, whatever. But like you always want to make sure like your vocal blend sound well, especially in R&B. Right. So it's kind of funny. I did learn that one, too, before. And I've, I've yeah, used that many, many it's helpful. times. To be honest, it really works. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Especially in like, I guess musically sparse music yeah exactly yeah like it's just kick snare maybe an 808 Mm -hmm. maybe like a a sample or a synth Mm -hmm. pad or Mm -hmm. something yeah and then that's it it's like prominently just lead vocal minimal backing vocals you're like damn like that's a lot of little yeah (laughs) yeah because you you always you never want to lose sight of like the artist is like the main focus right so it's important to like not solo up the lead, mm-hmm. but like have like the music in the lead be your only focus because you know is they're not asking for like the most like hard hitting drums mm-hmm. like R and B. It's like the lead vocal want to sound you want to sound sexy, so yeah. you know. So what's the secret to a sexy vocal? Let's start with female. Ooh. Sexy female R and B vocal. Um. So, man, what kind of tonal textures are we feeling? I I I love uh multi-band compression. Uh I do that a lot with the fat filter uh MB. Um I like to also just cut off with like a very sharp um um yeah, slope. Slope. Like brick wall. Yeah. Like I use brick wall on a fat. Um like Everything but below like maybe ninety, um, and then I'll multiband just like the low like a hundred, just to like control it, right? And then if I need to introduce that back in, I use a lot of the uh, isotope ozone eight nine vintage EQ. I love like around like five hundred. I'll boost that three hundred. Boost that. That's the Poltec style. It's not quite the Poltec, but the vintage EQ on Ozone. Yeah, yeah. I I, I never done like the research on yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. I but just it, and it's the same it sort of like you got the cut and attenuation yeah. and the boost. Oh man, it sounds so good. It's yeah. not it's not drastic, uh, but it's it's like smooth. That's how I hear it, right? Uh, I love the the seven K band on it. Uh, I tend to use that a lot um, just to get like that that presence that. Um, I guess that closeness, like you're hanging on to every word. Yeah. Um, 
what else do I use? I use the um, uh, the UAD 1176 a lot. Which one? The uh, Revy? Re- yeah, Revy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, woo, I'm saving up to get a, a Yuri because... Let me know when you're ready. I know, dude. I know you're the guy to hit up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm staring at a two tech CL1B that I'm gonna talk him out of uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I, th- yeah. I think this is a good time to take a quick pause and say we're thankful for our sponsors. <laughs> uh, we are sponsored by Isotope, actually. Yes. And uh, as you can tell, Jeff likes to use it. We like to use Isotope quite often. Isotope and the Ozone Suite, the Neutron Suite. There's a bunch of different suites. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all absolutely wonderful. We use them on every mix, and Lou use them on master. There you go. And uh, in that sense, like uh, you can go to isotope.com backslash mm podcast, and you can get ten percent off your next purchase. Or instead of they usually do only a seven day free trial, but you can do a thirty day free trial if you go to that link. So one more time, that's isotope.com backslash mm podcast to check that out. So thank you for sponsoring the show, Isotope. We love you. Please continue uh, to use their products and support us. Yeah. So on that note, let's keep going. So it's so funny to me because uh, as an engineer, I said, what makes a vocal sexy? And the engineer brain turned on. Mm-hmm. And immediately you took an emotional emotional question and turned it into a technical answer. And that's what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? It's like when the producer yeah. says, yo, how do we make this sound more intimate? Well, intimate can means potentially 200 hertz in a vocal you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and the compression in this sort mm-hmm. of way so that was very cool that you did that when i said how do you make a vocal sexy well here's the technical ways that i like to yeah. do <laughs> yeah and i, I was going to add um the uh release on the 1176 revy uh like a a fast release uh will like i don't know i just feel like it gets you all up in the throat like yeah, it try just that. brings back enough of it. Oh my god! So the fastest, yeah. the the ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you ever had somebody right, with like right. a rasp in their voice and you mm-hmm. wanted to bring it out, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Anthony I Hamilton also... is my favorite singer of mm-hmm. all time, and I found out that a Rev E was prominently used with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's 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 to the point where I want to spend absurd amount of money to get yeah. hardware. Yeah. Oh my god, but. Have you tried the? Uh, my favorite one is the uh, the Purple Audio MC seven seven one. The uh, the plug in alliance, alliance one. I you know I haven't tried that yet. It's I just find because I have like the Mega Bundle. It's just so much, so many plugins to digest. Honestly, let I've me, had the know. Mega Bundle almost for a complete year now. I think I'm at my year to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, like. I've only used like twenty five percent of the plugins. Oh yeah, it's absurd. I'm I'm like I'm and I don't to use say that. even that twenty five percent every day. Yeah. But with that said, I I frequently find out from different people different plugins to use that are in the bundle mm-hmm. that I thankfully have access to, and they put out so many discount codes that are like oh my god thirty bucks for this plugin, thirty bucks for that plugin, and they're all the plugins you actually want, and you're like. Well, damn! Stop making it such a good deal. Damn it! Like stop. Yeah, they're they're a really good company. Uh, who send like all types of sales. Like, mm-hmm. um, I use their uh, BX Hybrid a lot. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I use uh the SSL uh EQ channel. Uh, the nine K, the four K. Uh, the four K. I use the nine K more. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of weird. I I used to use an actual nine K. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, so it really was very reminiscent of that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna use the the nine K now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and honestly, like that's how a lot of it goes. Is is 
we hear another engineer that we respect trying something out, and then we well, try it ourselves, we'll try it too. Mm-hmm. and yeah. then we'll find out. No, that wasn't it, or oh, yeah, oftentimes was awesome. it was it. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool because, like, for example, I let you know, like, yo, you should try this. So now I'm going to ask you, like, what did you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, and and when it comes down to it. I hate to say it, but a lot of my opinion is going to be based off of what you think as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it goes. Like, I used to use Kush Audio, mm-hmm. and my initial reaction was like, wow, these things are great. But I didn't understand saturation enough to have that kind of love for it. Oh, like, man. DK has actually recently found for Kush Audio. I love, yeah. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. Saturated. The more I keep hearing about it, I'm like, damn, do I renew my old subscription? Yeah. I'm like, damn. Wait, 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 wait. Absolutely, you need to. Okay, Absolutely. I like how there was a wait before that. Hold on, there's also there's also a new plugin that I've been trying. That this is totally unrelated. We're gonna go. Wait, we're gonna, which one? This is my one of my. This is so good. Wait, it's is it such that, a good that plugin. Weird one that you sent me. Yes, the it's one called with the awesome name. It's called Magic Death Eye. I love oh, the okay. name of it. Okay, it's a very mew, and they have both a single, like a mono, and a stereo. And the stereo one has um, you can do added harmonics more than just the input. It's made by one of the previous mastery engineers at Capitol. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got like eight tubes and a bunch of hand-wound transformers. It's supposed, and it is, it is so gorgeous. Like, wait, you can swap the tubes or the, like you the, can the crush are... it. It's supposed to be Fairchild-esque with like the, the, you know, mm-hmm. the one through four time, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. whatever. Constant. Yeah. And the dual release or whatever. Yeah. And it's, I can do whatever setting, uh-huh. and obviously there's better release and attack settings for different sources, but I, I can know, just crush it, Yeah, and I, I can't hear it. I don't know. It is so Dude, smooth. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just saying, it probably does not compare to the rubber band compressor by Jesse Ray Mixes. Oh, we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about that another time. We'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rubber band. I'm just saying. The rubber band. So, yeah. and uh, boop pop pop so on that, that note, uh, yeah, we love, this is another thing too, like, uh, did you see, do you often try different plugins and try, how often, what part of your mixing process is, would you say, is experimentation and like learning? Uh, I would say not that often. So I tend to just get caught up in routine, uh, and this is just being honest, right? Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I just get caught up in routine, especially when there's deadlines and mm-hmm. when you're feeling inspired and you're just ready to grab the thing that you know is going to get you there. Uh, I just tend to go for my, you know, my usual. Uh, so I do need to get better at that. So I'm taking notes. Rubber band. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you linked up. I'll put Ma- you in an email. Death face. The magic death eye. It's a very magic good death eye. You know what? We're going to start a group chat just called new plugins. You know what? I don't like group chats. I, okay, that's a, that's another. Damn, he just exited the group chat before I made it. Well, I think it's better than me just not replying, but I, it's hard. Okay, how many group chats do you guys have going on? Too many, way too what? many. And you and you guys are present. I, I Man, well, as, all... as DK, how much I have a hard time. Like, I think the best group chat. I've experienced so far was our we have a intern and runner one. Okay, yeah, we have two: uh, yeah. one for the runners and one for the and interns. Those two, I am actually very active in because I'm an owner of a company. I have to be. Yeah, but then all the other ones. Yes, I'm on Instagram with like 20 different group chats, and and I I'm sorry, guys. I know you're hearing this, but like I see the notifications. I just oh, got too much on my plate right now to look at. That's all what it 20, is. Thirty messages that's, in a chat. That's how. Okay, you're bugging for having notification on at like yeah. in a be. Yeah. Like, no, dude, I mute everything. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's. And I say people. 
if not groups. Yeah, groups. I <laughs> look, I get it. It's just hard for me to uh like be present in the mix. Sometimes I'm fucking fighting the mix and then just having to like Bing. respond to Bing. you know my friends just talking about just them just living life. How's I'll, the Lakers game? Right. Like, oh, like, we're at the Lakers game. Is <laughs> you know, so it's it's hard. It's hard. But the worst um, ones is like when you got the one person <laughs> in the group chat that sends the wrong thing at the wrong time all the time. I used to have a friend that would send a not to say gory videos, mm-hmm. but like he'd send like an accident where like the dude's arm broke and you said, Oh no. I'm like, why? No. Why? Why? Why would you do this to no. me? You just ruined my day. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to exit the group chat, but low key, like why am I in this? You yeah, you just gotta mute that thread. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh do not have don't put Jeff in any group chats is yeah. the theme of this episode here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, better yet said than that, I think direct communication is the key. If you if you got something to bring up, a lot of times like, hey, you know, you could just hit me up directly. Uh, but if you want to tell me something, don't put it in a group chat where I have to re read like 30 messages. How about you just give me a call? Okay, so I, I'm not a fan of calls either. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Really? I yeah, I feel calls over text. The next day. sentence is gonna be, "I just don't want anybody talking to me." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like um, mental capacity in the moment. Okay, so when maybe I'll just get a call from like a client, mm-hmm. it's just like my heart just jumps to the absolute worst. Like, mm. yo, this, 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 this. I, mm. I just don't like it. A call from, like, a new client, it's, okay, them trying to lock you in on a rate right then and there. So you have to, like, maneuver out of it and, like, oh, you know what? You know, let's continue this conversation with my management who is paid to talk about the money stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, you know... Eh. And to be honest, this is a, this is two tricks here. One... You never, ever, ever want to make or commit to any deals on the phone, ever. Not at all. You always ha- want to have it written down, whether it's through yeah. email or through text. This is huge. Mm-hmm. This actually can save you so many years of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So never make, even if it's from yourself, like, hey, I want to do this mix for free for you. Don't even say that on the phone. Mm-hmm. If you do say it on the phone, make sure to write it in Follow and up text with email. it text it, mm-hmm. or email it right afterwards so you have some sort of written proof. Mm-hmm. What do I? Also, end date. Make, it's like, I'm going to do this free mix for you. If we do it in the next three months. Mm, yes. That's huge, right? Yes. So always having an end date to deals. Okay, the second thing is um, you said speak to a manager. This is great. Even if it's just a friend who doesn't do music or if you just pretend that you are your own manager. Mm-hmm. That's true. Get out of the emotional like, oh, you're my friend. Like, give me a discount. All that goes away if you work through a manager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, even if that's just like a buddy mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. in the music scene with you that's willing to like kind of negotiate on your behalf. If that's what needs to happen, that might be helpful. Yeah, we tend to undervalue our un- undervalue ourselves like easily. Oh, yeah, so that's why easily. we're engineers. That's was, why we're. <laughs> I was talking to Bob about this. Uh, I think uh, a couple visits ago, whatever. I don't remember the timeline, but basically, we were talking about the idea of like we love being nice people, mm-hmm. and because of that, we know we get taken advantage mm-hmm. sometimes, or we shot ourselves so hard in the foot, mm-hmm. it's hard to stand back up. Yeah, and the the biggest way we do that is. We like somebody. We want to help them out. So they say they only have X amount of money. And we're like, no, okay, I'll do it. 
But then it's really hard to backpedal and say, hey, I need more money in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's like this vicious cycle, too, because then you're like the nice guy that's not very dominant. And then or not hey, even they take that, advantage you're not of dominant. it. You just you're not trying to come off as. Exactly. No, yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. High levels of agreeableness. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and um, it turns around and now you're doing this thing for very low money or less than normal. And now you don't want to do it. So you do yeah. a worse job on it. And then they have a bad view on you now exactly. and it's this vicious cycle so it's like and i think engineers are more on the agreeable like mm -hmm. you cannot be an engineer and not be high in agreeableness yeah it's yeah, very there's difficult. your job there's a level of patience that come with being yeah. an engineer so on yeah. that note it's like and i think this is probably the most important lesson is to kind of stand up for yourself mm -hmm. if you need yeah. to go to a therapist and do like uh what what did training, i training one-on-one like, training yeah what is it um uh dominance no not dominance training what is no. it what did i call um hmm. I forget what I the term is, but it's it basically is. people, uh, like you can go to your therapist and you can actually act out scenarios where you actually need to be a little more dominant. They'll give you practice to do take home with you and everything. And they'll check on your progress. And yeah, everything. no, and I, and I did wow. this too in the past. Yeah. And I've, I'm just forgetting the actual like vocabulary for it. What was it called? Uh, I, I don't want to say it's dominance training. I don't think it's that. But it's basically kind of getting level your own levels of agreeableness mm -hmm. and being able to stand up for yourself and be yeah. brave. and. That's going to make the client happier, and it's going to make you happier as well. It's going to mm. really help your career. All right, what are uh, what's a life career like tip advice? Some something that you've been burned on before. What's some advice that you mm. have for career mixing? Yeah, I think it's funny you say that. Something you've been burnt on before. I think anytime you get burnt on something, put it in your contract for new clients. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, getting locked in. I love how you say every agreement, like a free mix or a discounted mix, should have an expiration date. Because sometimes, like you know, those free mixes carry on, you know, for a while, and yeah. you know, it begins to hurt you more than you are looking to like help help your friend out, help a new client out, help a dope artist out. Um, so like you any any time like you like man I wish I didn't do that just throw it in a contract always have a contract mm -hmm. and and this Mixer is your agreement this is the the caveat here which is really important you know how much money that I would pay now to get burned 5 years earlier mm -hmm. to learn the lesson mm -hmm. like to make less to get burned and make mistakes a year earlier than I did has a monetary value. Mm -hmm. Like, so in some senses, like I hear this a lot, like in schools, they're like, yo, we don't do free stuff here. We don't allow people to get burned. And I think that you should avoid being burned. But I think the faster that you get burned and the faster you make mistakes, mm -hmm. the more you're going to learn from them. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do think that, um, uh, for example, there's, there's, a. Uh, um, a psychologist, uh, and he said, "He says, uh, um, do you want to raise your children to be safe or strong?" Mm. And I think that when they're strong, they become safe. They're able to protect themselves, right? And so, if you make all the mistakes early on, and you do all the free projects and every possible thing that can burn you, you're not going to get burned when it's when you have a family to raise, when oh you have God. a girlfriend you're paying for, or whatever. Paying right? for it. what do you say? <laughs> 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 whatever, whatever it is, like <laughs> we, we don't go on dates. <laughs> um, so, uh, any yeah. when 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 you have car bills, when you have insurance, like oh my all God. this stuff, when it's when you have 
rent for home and for studio. When all this is in your mm-hmm. face, you cannot afford to be burned yeah. as much. So it's better to be burned on the early stages. Yeah. I I think there's a middle ground to that. I think um, there's protecting them from all the mistakes by uh, making sure they're safe. And then there's letting them get hurt right away. But you can also teach awareness. Yeah, I'm not going to stick my no, son's no, no, hand no, exactly. on a stove. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> this you, is you fire. Could, no, you can let them know, like, hey, that's hot. You don't have to touch it. Like, that's going to burn you. I need you to know that that will burn you. I'm not going to pull your hand back if you go reach it. Dumbass, I told you it was hot. Yeah, I think that's but the important part. Teaching awareness, like, um, like you'll know, you know this. Like, I'll teach a lot of our interns, like, a lot of the, the issues that I've run into in the past, how I've learned from them, mm-hmm. what I do to avoid them. And when it happens to them, they're like, holy shit, you were right. But now they have an understanding of what will go wrong. And now that they know how it actually happened, they're able to analyze the situation better mm. versus like, I wonder why that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love how DK mentioned that um, just how we have all of these type of overhead situations mm-hmm. happening, you know, uh, home rent, mortgage. Uh, studio rent, which is another mortgage, mm-hmm. um, you know, paying for equipment, maybe financing equipment, um, having to pay yourself too. Um, and people just expect us to not stick up for ourselves or do a mix for a very low price. And it's just like, I, I think that uh, producers and maybe just everyone but engineers don't understand um just like our community they don't understand what all goes into what we do how many hours goes into what we do mm-hmm. uh how many years went into what we do and how much tuition paid went into what we do how many free mixes and internships went into what we do uh i i i think that's important not a lot of people understand just like how much it takes us to do a mix, how much it takes us to uh, go back and forth on revisions. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like if there were maybe some type of understanding of that, uh, there would be more receptive of the price that we're uh, originally quoting. You know what I mean? And not trying to under undermine us or underpay us. You know, I, I, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the same reason I don't like the phrase "put me on, bro." Yeah. Every time I see that, <laughs> it sounds like uh, Atlanta. I'm just you guys know. <laughs> I think I've blocked more people for that phrase on my Instagram than anything else. Mm-hmm. Except for me. You. We started a business together. Yeah, we started a business. Together, I'm just kidding. I'm, I didn't say "put me on, bro." Yeah, but you didn't specifically say "put me on, bro." And in fact, I said, I "Bro, put me on." The, the main reason. <laughs> How you said. The main reason we got into business was just our agreement on. It's about building a community. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, just like most communities, we all understand how hard it is to build mm-hmm. a quality community. Mm-hmm. Whether that be your neighborhood that you live in, where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool, like there's a lot of trash in the street, let's start doing something about it. Let's clean it up. But nobody's trying to walk into the community and be like, you guys owe me a clean mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, on that note, I think the a great way to end this episode with you here is um, two things. One, do you put anything on your mix bus or master bus? Mm-hmm. And uh, two, how do you know when you're done with the mix? That's a good question. Uh, well, number one, I do put things on my mix bus is usually what the session has, uh, uh, well, what came over in the session. So if the reference uh, mix 
if there's something on the master bus that makes that reference what it is, then I use it. And then from there, I back off, back up off it. And then I add uh, maybe a limiter that I prefer, um, which is like a, a ProL, a L2 old school, um, a, S, a UAD SSL UAD, uh, bus compressor, uh, the hybrid, uh, BX hybrid. Um, what else do I use? Um, would you say I you're have, more on the minimal side or would you say yeah, you do quite a bit? I'm, I'm minimum. Uh, I also have outboard gear that I'm running things, uh, into as well. You some oft, often as well, right? I'm a summer. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Some often on the Sigma. Sigma. Yep. Yes. So Sigma. Yeah. So that's dope. Yeah. And then for you, what is it? What's the point where you're like, and this is tough because you're a little bit more experienced, right? And We've been doing this enough um, where it feels kind of automatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But from the perspective of a new mixer, what? how do you know when you're done with the mix? Uh, I guess when I just run out of notes for myself. Like when I, when I listen to the mix and as I begin mixing, I have notes that it's like, okay, I want to make sure this. I want to clean this up. I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, when I feel like I have nothing else to add, that's how I know I'm done. Uh, sonically, when I'm beating the reference, when I can play the reference and I play my mix and it's like, okay, cool. I sound way better than that. Yeah. Um, deadlines as well don't hurt. I, I like a deadline. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, I, I, I love really, deadlines. I work better with deadlines. Yeah, yeah. It's like, get it done by this. Okay, cool. It's done. But not to say I'm slacking on it, but it's like, okay. Uh, I'm also at a point where I don't like to spend days and days on a mix uh, when I know I'm going to get notes back. And mm. I spend days and days on the notes. Yeah. It's like, let's let's just get to that point where you hear this and we're collaborating now. So, so yeah, there you go. And do, for your notes, are they written down or are they just kind of mental? Oh, mental uh, for myself, mental. They should be written down. I should write them down, but they they live in my head. DK <laughs> saved but, my life by introducing me to File Pass. What's that? Ooh. We'll we'll, sh- we'll talk sh- about that yeah. later. Actually, if you go to mixingmusicpodcast.com, there's a list of sponsors and endorsements that we have, a list of discounts that we have. File Pass is one of our sponsors as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to mixingmusicpodcast.com. You check out our sponsors. Uh, it's a it's an uploading service for files and sending out files to clients. You can there's a paywall, mm. so they can't download the files unless it's paid for. Timestamp notes. Oh, I heard about you that. Timestamp yes. notes and revisions. I've been meaning to incorporate that. Yeah, I'll yeah. show you how mine's working. File pass. I love it. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There All you go. Right. And uh, yeah, so on that note, I think uh, is there anything else that we specifically want to bring up? Um, oh, I moved my uh, my live mixing streams. They're no longer Monday mo- Monday evenings. They used to be Monday evenings. Uh, mix feedback Mondays, but now they are feedback Fridays. So I do them Friday mornings, 10 a.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time in the U.S. Um, I'm on Twitch every week. Uh, Come say hi, come say through. We do mixed feedback. Um, Anything else? What is your social media stuff? Oh. I was going to say, so if you guys go to my Instagram, Mastered by Lou, um, or even my website, I believe, yeah, I have a pop-up for it on my website, uh, midsidesound.com. Um, I've been giving away the free Pro Tools vocal template that I, all the interns we should, have we a should copy do of. A, we should do a link on Mixing Music Podcast. Yeah. So, so I have that. You can download that. And yeah, if you guys are in Pro Tools, download it. It's free. 
Sweet. And I'll, I'll hyperlink it onto uh, the mixedmusicpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. If you if you email me the link, I'll put it on the website. Sure. Dope. Sweet. And uh, where can, are you, do you want people like DMing you questions or like, what's the deal? Are people finding you on social media? Do you want group yeah. chats? <laughs> yeah. No group <laughs> chats. Uh, DMs are cool. Uh, just understand that uh, I'm not as quick uh, with the response. But I do feel like it's very important to respond to all the DMs because I remember when I was DMing engineers. I still do. But um, just like asking questions and what it felt like just getting a response back. Mm -hmm. I remember when I got a response back from uh, Pensado like 2011. (laughs) It was like, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, you can follow me on JeffJacksonMix.com, both Twitter, Instagram, uh, go to my website, jeffjacksonmix.com. Wait, I said .com for the Instagram. And the... <laughs> <laughs> at Jeff Jackson Mix. Yes, at Jeff Jackson Mix, Twitter, Instagram, jeffjacksonmix.com for the website. Um, and I'm also interested or excited about announcing the new studio. Yeah. Are we? Do you want to announce it now? Or? Yeah. Not yet. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, guys, follow him on Instagram. Ooh. Yeah, how okay. how would this announcement be official? I might just have to come back. You you there could you go. yeah, you come back. We can ooh man, we can make memes. <laughs> we can make memes. We'll make memes for the announcement. No, um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. We yes, really sir. appreciate uh, the friendship, the love, um, your work, and everything that you do. Uh, so on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. <laughs>